never miss a tweet. We're on Twitter at SAFM Radio. It's my great pleasure to chat to one of the greatest golfers in the world. Sally Little joins us on the line. Sally, good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks so much for making the effort to get hold of me. It's it's pretty hard here in Cape Town. It's so <laughs> cold. I'm surprised any of the, <laughs> the technology is working. It's, um, the telephone lines haven't frozen over yet. Yeah, that's uh, how, how are you, John? Yeah, I'm always well, Sally. Good to see you. What I thought we'd do is because uh, what, what I have to do, Siobhan, my producer, tells me that I've actually got to do research on the people I talk to. I don't understand why. So what I thought I'd do <laughs> is I'd like to know how well you know yourself. So I've got ten questions here to see how well you know yourself. Do you think we can do that? Well, let's start. Okay. Question. I'm so old. I'm so old. I've probably forgotten. <laughs> it's a long history as well. It's the problem. I did this with Gary Player as well. There were questions from before there was print press. Oh boy, you weren't even born yet. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> ten, ten questions to see how well Sally Little knows herself. What year did you turn pro, Sally? 1971. Correct. That's one. How many professional <laughs> wins do you have? Well, I have the ones that I always think about are in the U.S., mm. and they are 15 with two majors. Yes. And Those then, were the... Mm-hmm. And then there were two more. Well, then a few overseas. Yes. But do you, <laughs> do you only focus on the 15 in America? Well, that was where I played, John, okay. on a regular basis, basis. And, you know, the tour was there, but internationally I won like 25 okay. international events. So... Yes. <laughs> okay, I got 17, but that's fine. We'll agree to disagree. That's fine. All right. When did you become an American citizen? In 1982. Yes, you're right. August of 1982. Who were you yeah. playing with when you won the 2007 Gary Player Invitational? A lovely young, young chap by the name of Luke Donald. Correct. What year, <laughs> what year did you receive the award for the LPGA's Top 50 Players and Teachers? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, geez. Um, can't remember. 2000, the year 2000. Wow. Okay. All right. Who were you standing next to on your Facebook cover picture? That was Luke Donald. No, the other one. Where? On your Facebook cover page. Oh, my... Um, I didn't even know I had one. <laughs> You're standing next to Gary Player, by the way, just in case you I'm want. just kidding. He's <laughs> playing the full way. You. Uh, You're standing next to Gary Player. There one. we go. Oh, yeah, okay, you can stick I with that. A, and, you, and you could tell I was quite a bit taller than him. <laughs> Everybody's taller than Gary Player. <laughs> what is the That's name? Lovely. What is the name of your book? My the book is called Capturing the Fire. Correct. And we're going to talk about that later. Yes. What position did you finish in your first pro event, the Lady Carling Open? As an amateur, yeah. I finished third. Was it third? I got um, fifth. So, no, it was the first uh, time you well, played a pro event. A, well, it was fifth in the, but, but as an amateur. Yeah, you, you, well, you did it was, quite well. But it was pretty close. Been a hundred years ago. <laughs> uh, which one of your course designs has won the best development and best golf development in South Africa? Kingswood. Correct. Um, Kingswood in George. Yeah. It's beautiful. And according to the New York Times, which is your most famous golf shot and arguably the best on LPGA history? 
Well, it was my first um, tournament win, and I hold out uh, a 70-foot bunker shot um, on the 72nd hole to win my first was a women's international. Correct. And always a dream, you know, to win like that, and it happened for me a very long time ago. 1976. Like it will always be a memory. 1976. 1976. That's right. Yes. Although yes. Th- they say it was a 40-yard bunker shot. Are you, are you like a fisherman? It gets longer every single time you tell the no, story. No, I think they were talking about 40 meters. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll stick with that story. So, <laughs> Sally, great chatting. So you tell us about the book now, The Capturing the Fire. Well, you know, it's it's an interesting experience. Number one, I um, I always was quite um, somewhat resistant to to you know talk about my life and who would be interested in it, and uh, so I was I was quite resistant for many many years, and I was asked several times to do it um, and write a book in America, but I didn't feel that they would. That there would be um, a writer who could capture my essence being South African. So coming back to South Africa, and you know, I've lived back here now for eight years. And um, I met a gentleman about two years ago at the Gary Player Invitational uh, by the name of Diren Meta, and he was playing in the Gary Player, and he came up to me and he said, "Sally, little, I've." been dying to meet you, but why haven't you written your story? Because I have four daughters, and South Africa needs to know what a woman did leaving this country Mm. and actually on the same par as Gary Player. Mm. Haven't won as many events, but you are equivalent, and Gary Player always says that about you. So I need to talk to you, and we need to we need to write your story, and that happened um, almost two years ago. And uh, now, uh, Union Media is his company. Union Media Pro um, is the publisher of of my my biography going forward. So it was an interesting ride in in the sense that they sent down who they thought would be a wonderful writer. Mm. And within five seconds, I just thought he would get me. Um, Adley Jacobs has written my my biography, and it was 12 months, a lot of emotion. I mean, when when you start digging up, look, I couldn't even remember when I finished (laughs) third or second. (laughs) Um, You know, John, I'll tell you something very interesting about athletes. And, and I can tell you about when you have a long career and you're driven to focus on the future because you never look back mm-hmm. as an athlete. Right. You've got to always keep pushing. So for me, I never read a newspaper article. I never would. It, to me, it was taboo. You know, when uh, fortunately my mother had the foresight to cut out all the, the clippings and make these scrapbooks. And I never opened them. I never saw them. They were in a little kist, put away, mm-hmm. and I would never even go in there. Sure. Because it just, to me, was something I didn't like to do. I didn't like to think and read about myself. So, um, And I think it has to do with when you're achieving and when you're young, you want to get better. 
you you want to aspire to be something great, you don't think backwards. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think golfers are a lot like that because you can't let the last hole affect the way you think. You, you like you say, you you've got to focus on your next shot. You can't. It doesn't matter what happened in the past; it's gone. It's gone, and it, it, it's a, that's you know like life. You know, you you take you take the hits when when you make make mistakes, and hopefully you learn by them. But you keep focusing in on the future. You make it positive, so and that's how I've lived my life. Did you find out things about yourself when you were writing this book along with the author? Yes, it was really strange because I don't, you know, the thing thing about it was it was very emotional for me because I went, oh, wow, who is this young girl? <laughs> wow, <laughs> she had so much chutzpah, <laughs> you know, to to do this, you know, to take off. Into oblivion, you know, in 1971 to go visit a country that was so far away. And mm. but I had very good backing. I had a very good foundation with my family, and also the likes of a gentleman by the name of uh, George Bloomberg, who was at the time he was a great supporter of golf. And I happened to. When I was 15 years old, I happened to play against his wife at Houghton in the Transvaal Ladies and beat her 9 and 8. And she went home and said, George, you've got to go see this little girl play. And from there on, you know, he was an enormous inspiration and was able to help me get my footing and and go and play in all of these places and not because you couldn't stay in a hotel. I was too young, so I stayed in private housing, so it was set up. And that, to me, gave me my foundation. And um, I had a, a long, long career. And why I'm back in South Africa now is to help young women mm. to understand, understand the opportunities out there and don't, don't ever stop believing and they, you know, to give a woman, a young woman, a platform in golf is huge for me. It's something that I know that needs to be done. Women's golf in this country is so far behind, and we need to change it. And through the likes of Unimedia, we have a, a, um, a set goal to adopt a young um, budding superstar and help her on her way from the beginning when they have never touched the club that's what i'm doing i've got the sally little golf trust Mm -hmm. i'm working with young young kids to to give them an opportunity to touch the game of golf which a lot of our young uh, previously disadvantaged uh, youngsters don't have that opportunity but me being here, I'm hands-on doing some wonderful things. I want to talk about how you began. How did you get into golf? What was the, the start there? <laughs> well, put it this way, I, I was not that interested in golf because, you know, um, young girls didn't play golf when I started out, but my father and mother played golf at a little course here called Metropolitan. It's a nine-hauler in, in the heart of Cape Town. 
and that's where they played golf. And when I was six years old, my dad took up golf. And we, we always said we lost him because he, he, he on, on the weekends was gone from us before <laughs> golf. He was around. Mm. So, so, but he, he was a wonderful uh, father because he engaged with us and brought golf to us. He would take us along with him, and I wasn't a bit interested. I, <laughs> I was not a bit wanting to hit that golf ball. Mm. So he came home one day and he said, I, I bought a caddy cart. Would you like to earn some pocket money on the weekend? So <laughs> I started pulling his golf cart. He was you know, amazing. He he had a, um, an idea what this would do for me. So he used to sit under a tree and watch these guys play and think, "What a stupid game!" <laughs> and and then and then on the golf course um, one morning, I said, "Daddy, can I have a hit?" He said, "No, you don't just come out here and hit. Yeah. I've got to teach you how to grip it." And the rest was history. And from there, I aspired because it was it was difficult. I liked other sports, and they were easy, <laughs> but it challenged me, challenged me. And um, he slowly brought me into the game. He never pushed it on me, and um, feel if I hadn't, he was my coach. He was my teacher. He knew a lot about the game. I, I never had professional advice until way later in my yeah. career. But he, he had a way, he taught me softly. You know, it was never a push. Mm. And um, I'm forever grateful because I, for me, I've had 40 years in the game and I still, still love to play it because what he brought to me was the passion and the love of the game. I want to get your opinion quickly on Leanne Pace deciding to pull out of the Olympic Games because of the Zika virus. <laughs> it, I, I understand where she's coming from. Zika virus, the last thing you want to do is get it and, and have issues later on in life. But what's your view of, of one of the South Africa's current best golfer pulling out? You know, that's a personal, um, right. you know, this is a difficult thing for me to say. That's a personal choice. Mm. I know a number of male golfers yeah. have pulled out. I mean, I, for me, if I, you ask me my opinion of what I would do, mm -hmm. but not Leanne. Okay, what would if you do? I had the, if I had the choice in my life to play in the Olympic Games for South Africa, I would be there. Mm. But that's my choice. Sure. It's a, it's a one, one shot at, at playing in the Olympic Games for your country, it's unbelievable. But that's just me. I'm older. Yeah. You know, I have a different opinion because I know how long it's taken golf to come back into the Olympics. So it's just tragic with what's happening here. And I'm sorry. I mean, I know many of our male mm. uh, professionals have also gone also that route. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's devastating. And um, I, I hope that uh, the golf will be in the Olympic Games going forward uh, because of this. Yeah, Leanne Pace yeah. is young enough to be able to play the next one if there is one. Uh, all right, yeah. Sally, we've got to wrap it up. I just want to, I just want to talk, to, I just want to remind you about that shot that, that's, uh, they're calling one of the greatest LPGA shots ever. Take you back to May of 1976. It's the Herald Journal. 
You were on page, I don't know what page you're on, but you're at the back, along with a story about Dale Hayes, by the way, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. It says here, <laughs> it was a dream, quote, they're quoting you. It says, it didn't happen the way Sally Little has envisioned it. It was a dream few golfers go through. I couldn't believe it, she said late Sunday afternoon. The it was a 75-foot shot out of the bunker on the 18th hole. Oh, took, it was 75 foot. foot. <laughs> took one bounce, <laughs> rolled into the hole for a birdie, and earned the 24-year-old native of South Africa her first professional victory in the inaugural Lady International at Devil's Elbow Course of Moss Creek Plantation. Can you remember that when you just, one, when you hear that? Do you know? One, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one, I can I can see it all. I even remember the hole. Um, that's how weird golfers are. I mean, I I can I know the hole at at Moss Creek, and it actually was called the course is called Devil's Elbow because it was so difficult, <laughs> and I went around all these swamps, but. I'll tell you something quickly. I know you need to go. I got an, an email from one of my cohorts, Rosie Jones, a superstar on the LPGA Tour. She lives there. And they were hosting their 40th anniversary of that shot in June. And she asked me to come, and I couldn't go. So I sent them a video clip. Mm. And she she sent a video back. You know, it was on, it, they tweeted it and it was on Facebook. And she got in the bunker and tried to hit that <laughs> shot. <laughs> and she couldn't. She said, I don't know how you did this. It was meant to be. So I remember, and there's a little plaque, a, a, a metal plaque on that hole, mm. on, on the side of that bunker, remembering that shot. So, yeah. Sally, yes. little, Sally little, great, great chatting to you. Thank you very much for taking the time. I'm going to give out all the details about these invitational golf events for the launch of your book. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Sally Little, professional LPGA player, still plays out on the links. The book launch is going to be happening across South Africa from September through November. They're going to be golf invitationals.